Good morning. My name is Arturo, and this is the Morning Meditation Podcast. Today's meditation is called Invisible, and it's about the invisible kingdom, the kingdom of God. It's about hidden things and what we can see and what we can't see. I've thought a lot about things that are material and physical, things that are visible, and things that are invisible. And we might think that invisible things are completely intangible or unreal. We might think that they're unimportant. But in reality, the things that are invisible are very important. In fact, they're foundational to everything in the world and to everything in our lives. The difference is something like the brain and the mind. Because the brain is a physical thing and it's made of matter and can be seen. But the mind itself cannot be seen. But the mind is more important. The mind transcends the things of the brain. The brain is like the physical part and carries out functions. But the mind is connected to the spirit. The mind actually leads the brain. That's kind of hard to explain, and it's a little bit metaphysical, and it gives us a clear example of what I'm talking about. Because we can see matter like stone and bricks and rocks, but what we can't see is what they're made of. The atoms and the quarks and the quasars and the, and the different uh, elements that are too small for the eye to see. In fact, some of them are so small that you can't even see them with any kind of a microscope. The only way we know that they're there is through experiment and through a mathematical equation. But we know that they're there. We can prove that they exist. And it's the same with the things of the Spirit. In the things of the Spirit, there's a lot that we can't see. In fact, a spirit is something that you can't see. Ghost hunters are always trying to find those things. They're trying to find evidence of them. They're trying to see shapes and hear noises of, of spirits. But it's not something that manifests in that way. It's a hidden thing. So that most of us will never experience a visible manifestation of a spirit. The spirit is within you. Just like the spiritual kingdom is within you. Even Jesus said that. He said the kingdom of God is within. Meaning you're not going to go out and find it on a mountaintop. You're not going to find it down at the bottom of the ocean or at the end of a long journey. You won't find the kingdom of God by searching it out like a like an explorer like Magellan. You find it by introspection, by prayer, by communion with spiritual people, by seeking out God, His will, and His ways. So the invisible thing. Um, we see that in Scripture at the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, in the dealings of God with Adam and Eve. Now I talk about this a lot. I come back to this subject over and over and over again because it's foundational and it's really, really important. And there's so many aspects 
to this story that you can keep coming back to it. You can study it for a lifetime and never plumb the depths of it. But one of the aspects of it is is the thing that happened in the spirit, which is uh, the day you eat of it, you shall die. That was a commandment uh, about the forbidden fruit. And Adam was not supposed to eat it. But when they did eat it, it says, in the day you eat of it, you shall die. But if you were watching as an observer nearby, and you saw Eve take a bite of the fruit, and she, you saw her give it to Adam, and you saw him take a bite of the fruit, and that day you watched them all day long, you would not see them fall over dead. But they did die in their spirit. They died in their communion with God. This perfect union that they had with their creator, with the one who loved them and was present with them, they lost that. They lost it there. It was a spiritual reality, and it was something that they had to live with. It was a consequence that built up over their life. Death was in their hearts and in their spirits, and it manifested one day when they were very, very old. I think it says that Adam lived something like 900 years, but eventually he died physically in his body. But from the time he ate the fruit until the time when it became his ultimate reality, it was very real to him. It was something that he carried around, and we all do. It says that we, uh, we have original sin because we are sons of Adam. Because we are born in the flesh, we have the same thing that he had. Sometimes we feel it. Sometimes we walk around with it and we have this spiritual death in us and it just keeps haunting us. We feel it all the time. And as you get older, sometimes you feel it physically and you just think about the fact that this life is temporary, that we're all going to die. Well, it's an invisible thing. And we carry it with us until it manifests into the ultimate reality. The same can be said on the other end of the spectrum with salvation, receiving eternal life. You see, eternal life is not something that you get when you die. You don't die and step into eternity and that's when you receive eternal life. I believe that you receive eternal life when you receive Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In the same way that if you looked at Adam when he ate the fruit, you wouldn't see him die. If you look at a man in a church service or in a conversation with a friend or wherever someone would dedicate their lives to the Lord in a prayer, uh, in a moment, you wouldn't see any kind of physical transformation in them. For most people, they don't receive that. They don't have something outward that happens to them. It's a fairly simple thing. It's something that happens in their heart. It's something that happens in their spirit. And then it grows in them in the same way that death was working on Adam until the day that he finally died physically. 
life works in the man who is saved, who dedicates his life to the Lord. Eternal life springs up and renews the man, and it grows inside of him until the day when his physical body dies and life, eternal life, becomes his ultimate reality. It's the same thing. It's internal, it's invisible, it's spiritual. It's not visible with the naked eye. What we see is the results of it. A man's life should change when he's dedicated to the Lord. But physically, there is no glow to the people of God. Like in the old world, they painted halos on people to show that they were holy men, that they were saints or angels. But in this world, we don't see things that way. The only way to get to know somebody is through relationship, through conversation, and through experience with them. Living with somebody in, in a home as a family member, or in a workplace as a co-worker, or as a neighbor. That's the only way you're going to get to know somebody's heart, what's inside of them, and whether they know the Lord truly or not. Because the kingdom of God is spiritual, and it's invisible. And these things are written out in scripture over and over and over again. The invisible kingdom is a real thing. It's something that we receive and it's something that we can understand if we meditate on it, if we think about it. The hidden things of this world, we're all familiar with them. Something else that we can see is the rainbow because there's a rainbow all around us, all light, um, naturally looks either white or yellow, uh, but white light has every color of the rainbow in it. How do you reveal it? With a prism. The raindrops uh, far away refract the light of the sun and cause a rainbow to appear in the sky. But we can do that too. If we have a light source and a prism, we can make a little rainbow on the wall um, in a scientific experiment or, you know, like if you want to play around with it or something is for fun. We reveal the hidden thing by using this tool, which is a prism or raindrops. God does it through using the raindrops that are at a specific distance away from us and a, and a light source like the sun and I've seen it also with uh, like with a water sprinkler in the summertime. Sometimes you'll see a rainbow appear there as well because of the water droplets. But my point is, is that the rainbow is invisible most of the time unless it is revealed. For some people, they have trouble understanding or believing that there are hidden things and there are spiritual things that we can't see. They have trouble receiving a kingdom that is invisible. They say it's it's not possible, it's not plausible, it's foolishness or childishness. But yet, they have no trouble understanding how a prism works or that the rainbow can be revealed uh, by human beings the same way it's revealed by God. That we have the ability to do those things. They have no problem walking in the light every single day, knowing in the back of their mind that the light is a full spectrum of a rainbow. 
But yet, they say spirits don't exist. God doesn't exist because we can't see him or feel him or hear him or touch him, experience him with our five senses. There's some people who say they only believe in science. I talked about that in the conversion of Stephen. But for people who take the Bible seriously, we, having understood that God's attributes are mostly invisible, we receive it in our hearts and we walk in it. And we have a testimony to share with people. And it can be difficult, especially when they're very, very skeptical. I've found that the easiest people to evangelize are people who are in pain or hurting or who've had a loss or whose world has been shattered and they're kind of shook. Those are the easiest people to reach because they open themselves up. And the kingdom of God is a good thing. I'm in it. I'm not great. I'm no saint. I don't, uh, I don't seek to explain it all because I really don't know. But I understand something of it. And I share it with people. And I don't go, go around waiting for people to be uh, in trouble to talk to them about it. I talk to people about it. I share it with people. All I'm saying is that those are the times when people are most open to it. And I think God uses that. I've actually had a believer come to me and tell me, you know, I feel ashamed because the only reason I came to God was because I was broke, you know, or the only reason I came to God is because I had a relationship that went bad or I was sick. They said that it was the trouble that brought them to God and they, they kind of feel ashamed because they're like, well, I should have just came to God. I should have just saw him out anyway since I was a kid or when I was young. And there's no shame in that. Because in the same way that Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem in his triumphal entry, he wasn't ashamed to ride this lowly little animal. In the same way, he's not ashamed to use our low status to bring us into the kingdom. It's an invisible thing, but it's a good thing if you receive it. Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal the matter and the glory of kings to search it out. He wants us to look for the invisible things. He wants us to look for the hidden things, the hidden things of this world and the hidden things of the kingdom. In Romans chapter 1, it says that the... <clears throat> it says, let me go ahead and pull it up here, because I do have my Bible with me. I don't want to get this wrong. But it says, what may be known of God is manifest to them. For God has shown it to them. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. So the invisible things of God are visible 
through the things that he has made so that men are without excuse. His eternal power and divine nature, it says in the NIV. These things are invisible. Eternal power is invisible. A divine nature is invisible. The things that are seen are nature. The things that are created. And they reveal his glory, his power, and his eternal nature. The last scripture I'm going to share is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. This is what God says. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. We don't go around judging each other and condemning each other to death because we don't have that power and we don't know what's inside somebody's heart because it's invisible. We don't judge only by what we can see because there are hidden things. Just like the rainbow is revealed with the prism. There are things that are hidden that we cannot see. And that we shouldn't judge and say, well, that light is simple. It's just white light. Things are not always that simple. It will take revelation to see what's real and what's important. There is a place in scripture where it says that the most important things are the invisible things meaning the spiritual things are more important than the physical things. This body will waste away. This body will die, but we will receive a new body. Meaning, there is something we can't see that's much better than all the things that we can see. This is how the kingdom of God works. There are clues and hints to that. And it's important for us. It's definitely important for me to understand about it, to think about it, and to talk about it. This is the Morning Meditation Podcast. Thank you for listening.